Welcome, everybody, to the Legendarium Podcast, another weekend edition. I am Craig, your host, and over there, he's Kyle, and he can't even be bothered to get off his phone. I'm looking at my mediocre notes, okay? We oh, pulled okay. those up, and you were like, you good to go? We got notes? And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I could get, should get my notes out, and so that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and, Kyle, you need to behave yourself, because we have company today. <sighs> I'm sorry, I forgot. These are weekend episodes. They're... They're supposed know, to be relaxed, something like but that. not you. Put your pants back on. I'm sorry. Uh, with us today is Adam Sherlock from Deep Dive Film School. Hello. Hi, Adam. How's Enjoy- it going? Should I call you Sherlock? Uh, Yeah, I go by Sherlock most of the time, okay, I think. Good. I think that's just only right and proper. And it's just my last name. I think a lot of times when people don't know it's my last name, they assume it's a derogatory thing because I... Yeah, it seems like I'm well, like some know-it-all. Well-spoken, Sherlock. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. People are like, oh, I thought people were just being rude to him for six months. And then I found out it was his last name. <laughs> uh, so no, Sherlock is absolutely fine. He okay. uses deductive reasoning to break down movies. All so, the time. <laughs> I, I hope that you will go check it out. I was recently, uh, I, I had the honor, the distinction yes. of being a guest on Deep Dive Film School. So you can see that on YouTube. You can see, You can hear the podcast. Yep. Uh, it, it's everywhere fine podcasts are distributed and on YouTube. All the places, so, all, all the spaces. Anyway, so yeah, I do hope you go check them out. Please do so. Now, today, we are talking about video game movies. Yes. And this is promising to be one of the best episodes we've ever done. <laughs> because it's, it's maybe the best subject we've ever done. Yeah, sure. High praise, low bar. We had, we had Brent Weeks talking about the Odyssey. Sure, we had Brandon Sanderson talking about uh, Discworld. Sure, we've done Lord of the Rings and the Silmarillion and all that. I don't care. Video game <laughs> movies. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a top three. So never had some guy from some show you've never heard about talk about really bad movies before. <laughs> hey, really bad movies. We haven't even established that, that is yet. true. That okay. is true. We haven't. Yeah, they're really bad. they're really bad movies. <laughs> so, established. So the 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 main question we're gonna be getting at slowly but surely because today is a more relaxed weekend episode. But uh, the question we're gonna be getting at is why do video game movies suck? Yes. so bad yes okay now i i first of all i want to establish our criteria here or i, I want to establish our premise do all video game movies suck have there ever been video game movies in our experience that did not suck now i'm gonna throw one out there and this could be a bit of recency bias but i i really do i i feel like i could defend this one the most recent tomb raider movie I'm not saying it was high art or anything, but it didn't suck. This is not the Angelina Jolie. This no, no, is no. The, no. The, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, from from uh, from Ex Machina, right? right. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Didn't suck. Didn't suck. So, and and that's uh, in fact, I would have gone so far as to call it um, competently made. But it's that's a, high praise from Craig. Just so you all know, <laughs> it took four movies to get there, though. Like they had to make the Tomb Raider movie adaptation that many times to get to one that was at least like somewhat competent that's passable so do you guys have any and i'm not talking about ones that you enjoy that is a completely different category category good good video game movies on your list again we were i mean we were talking about this a little bit but it's kind of are you talking about video good video game movies compared to other video game movies or just good video game movies as a a movie qua movie yeah, it okay. has to be. You have to judge it as a movie, not on the curve. Oh well, then no. And that's why I say. That's why I say. You know, it may not be. I have you know, the, high I have art ones that I like, but, 
I have video game movies that I enjoy, but again, that's terrible. terrible. That's, yeah, terrible. So on the questions. on the Rel Julia uh, bell curve, we have Doctor Zhivago on one end and the Street Fighter movie on the other. And where does the, <laughs> is that what we're saying? Sure. Okay. I was gonna go. I I was gonna go not Street Fighter so much as the straight to the the made for TV Mortal Kombat movie. Oh yeah, that one's uh, is that Annihilation? No, that one actually had a release. No, that believe, one actually. Believe it or not, <laughs> that some, someone along the line believed in that one. <laughs> I yeah. think people will see this. Throw more no, money no, at that. No, 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 no. Um, I don't think that there is. I don't. I. I mean, really? I've not, made... not even. Not even the uh, the Alicia Vikander one. Um, I think that one's okay. It's yeah. It's I, at I think least that one's okay. okay. Like, I think that one's okay. Um, and I think that's about as far. I mean, if you think about it, that's even someone like Duncan Jones, who made Moon, mm-hmm. made Warcraft, right? And and which at first I was like, why, why? Why did you do that? Uh, but <laughs> why, then, why would you do? Why that? would you do that with your time and money? Um, but if even that guy who has made very very good movies can't suss out something, uh, then I mean, I, I think that it's uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a losing battle. Yeah, no, no, no I, I agree. So, it, generally speaking, I think yeah, the, it they suck. Now, what are before we get to the reasons for all of this? What are the worst? comic book or sorry uh, video game movies ever not again not the ones that you hate the most but the worst ones uh, mortal kombat annihilation has got to be up there uh i'm going first and foremost super mario brothers really oh, yeah super oh yeah mario brothers is bad it, it's it's so it's so bad for reasons that have nothing to do with it being a video game movie that's like, true it's it's bad it, it like every like drop of creativity that went into this was so weirdly <laughs> wasted, weirdly <laughs> wasted and, and, and carried out. Right. So you have like Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, Dennis Hopper as president Goomba. Like they couldn't even leave it to be like King, let's, King Koopa. Yeah. Let's, let's follow the lineage of what this story actually is. It's like, and then if, if the, it's if, been, it's been so long since I've seen that movie, was this supposed to be some kind of commentary were they trying to make political commentary by making him President Goomba instead of King Koopa? It's interesting you mention that because at the end of the movie, they do annihilate the Twin Towers. And I'm not kidding. Really? Yes. If that, if that's not a reason to go back and revisit Super Mario Brothers, I don't know what is. <laughs> but I was watching some clips of it the other night and I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, wow. Yeah, they really did. They uh, they had some kind of weird they decided Koopa to go there. laser and it got rid of uh, the World Trade Center. That's awesome. It's, I mean, you know, don't let the conspiracy theorists get a hold of that one. But uh, <laughs> I, to me, that's one of the worst ones. Okay. Um, I, I just, I guess, again, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yes. So take this with a grain of salt. But I feel like Mario Brothers would be more watchable than Annihilation, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Hmm. But that one is so painful to watch that I'm not... I'm not sure if I could place it above uh, okay. Super Mario. Okay, so you're even going with like even if it's painful to watch, it at least has that by its own merit has a redeeming quality to it there's, where you're yeah, like this is awful. It's it there's there's something kind of innocent and goofy, you know, John John Leguizamo is chewing the scenery the whole time. You got the the Goombas with the tiny heads and the you yeah, get the it's, there's the little comedic moment with the bomb Mm-hmm. Around, you know, somewhat, like they're a little charming, at least. There's yeah. a little bit of charm to go right. with it. Anyway. Okay, right. 
if, my, if you want to talk about something that's lacking in total charm, and we could save this till later if you want to, but I, it did this whole the whole thought of this conversation did make me start thinking about Uwe Boll. Uh, are you familiar? No. Uh, what about you, uh, Craig? Uh, familiar with Uwe Boll? I not not uh, Uwe Boll's oeuvre. So <laughs> Uwe Boll, the, yeah. the German director. Uh, the the notoriously horrible German director has made a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine video game films. No way. And all of them are rated as some of the worst movies ever made. Now, were, did all of them get theatrical releases? Because I have in my hands mm. a list of every video game movie that ever had a U.S. theatrical release. A lot of wow. these did. And a lot of these actually had, uh, maybe not huge name actors but sure. at least relatively like box office worthy actors so we had house of the dead yes mm -hmm. got it alone in the dark don't have it alone in the dark is one of the worst movies ever made this is a christian slater film it's christian slater and tara reed we've got sign me up blood rain and it's two sequels yes <laughs> in the name of the king starring yes. jason statham that one i know and its sequel it had a sequel. It had a sequel. You got to think. He's trying to do like Lord of the Rings level like adventure movie yeah, here yeah. on like the most minuscule budget, <laughs> like with Sharknado level effects, right? Uh, <laughs> then you've got Postal. And you remember, you guys remember the PC game Postal, yeah, right? Yeah. And then the movie was basically like this really, really raunchy, horrible, over the top, violent movie. And then uh, he did a Sounds movie. Sounds perfect. Of, he did a movie of Far Cry. Now, he. Uh, is also infamous for tons and tons and tons of failed Kickstarter campaigns for more movies based upon video games yeah. he wanted to make. And they would fail. And so then he would do a YouTube video calling all of his followers losers <laughs> <laughs> and telling them all to go to hell. And in 2006, all the people that had been smearing all of his previous movies, he actually rented out a boxing ring and challenged them to box him his fans uh, uh his critics the oh, people okay. who, who critiqued his films yeah <laughs> and a handful of them showed up because they're like uve bull like this will be fun it'll be for you know like charity or something and uve bull beat the shit out of them like like the couple like one guy like got, like got like his his nose broken in three places and left and was like i thought we were gonna have fun but he was really mad at me for the stuff i said about his movies <laughs> so it just got me thinking like this whole guy he's no longer a filmmaker he now owns restaurants yeah but he like uh. left all of this behind because he like no one understood his vision he loves video games he wanted to make like the movie versions of these things and he's just a totally incompetent <laughs> just, filmmaker that's fantastic you don't like my movies i'll fight you i will fight you literally he, that's what he did and he did <laughs> And like some of these guys were like, he was really mad at me. Like he hurt me. Like I had to go to the Jeez. hospital. All right. <laughs> so anyway, I figured that a, a moment for Uwe Boll was necessary. Yeah, but pour Uwe one out. Raging yeah. Boll. Yep. So I've heard of director's jail, you know, where yes. it, like M. Night Shyamalan had to go to director jail for a while. Yes. And he couldn't make a movie until, until you were let out of jail. But that's kind of self-imposed self-imposed exile yeah, at a certain well, point there's this like there's this fun cowboy feeling about like independent directors that are out there doing their own thing but if literally your work is so abhorrent <laughs> that, that no studio will have you that's a different kind of sort of cowboy mm, nice, ethic right nice. so all right some facts for you guys you ready for this yes uh, in 26 years since super mario brothers came out that is uh, according to uh, the good lord wikipedia that is the first 
video game, wide release video game movie in the it's US. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers in 1993. Okay. So in the 26 years since then, there have been 40 uh, theatrical releases. We're talking both live action and animated movies okay. uh, in the US. Okay. So of those, would you care to guess which ones were the biggest successes and which ones were the biggest bombs? Uh, so let's let's go successes first. What what do you think actually performed well at the box office? Uh, I've got the top five here. So um, I'm gonna go with Angry Birds. Uh, Angry Birds. Um, no, really? Huh? I'm surprised. I'm disappointed in all these children. Uh, I'm I I thought Angry Birds also. I'm gonna go with. Oh wait. Scratch that. Angry Birds comes in. Yes, it does come in at number four. Oh, <laughs> my apologies. You okay. were correct. Okay. We're on the board. We're Family on the board. feud style. Um, Assassin's Creed? No. Oh. No. Warcraft? I, that, I, Warcraft is number one. Yes. It is number one. Thank Sorry, you, China. World, worldwide box office oh, for yeah, Warcraft is China, huh? 433. See, and I would have thought the Fastbender would have at least brought in enough people to go and see her Assassin's Did you see Creed. It? Did you see it? No. It was so bad. Really? He, he could if if Michael Fassbender can't save a movie, yeah. it can't be I, saved. Yeah. I yeah. briefly thought about it the other night on YouTube TV. I saw it as a movie that I could watch. And I thought, maybe I'll watch Assassin's Creed because we're gonna do that podcast. And then I was like, <laughs> Nope. That's <laughs> still not worth my time. <laughs> as far still as you no. got. <laughs> and that's it. Um, all right. On. <laughs> There's another one that actually came out this year that is number two on the list. Angry Birds 2. Detective Pikachu uh, comes in at number sure. two. And then Rampage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rampage came out last oh. year. Oh, with The Rock. Uh-huh. Very uh, and then Prince of Persia would be number five. Right. I think. So Prince I of think Persia. I forgot that that was a uh, video game movie. Yeah, Prince it was a... So The Sands it. of Time was a, um, was a game on the GameCube. Oh. And it was a very fun game. Oh yeah. It was one of like I do remember this. It was one of like five successful games on the GameCube. Right. Mm -hmm. it, I thought it was a good console, but it wasn't it was not a successful console. Uh, yeah. but that was one game that I thought really took advantage of the console. GameCube well, was so. the one that had the little Is that the one that had the the little discs? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the mini discs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I didn't hate Prince of Persia. It wasn't great, no. but it wasn't and, and, I don't know. and uh, you know, bad, people people kind of made fun of, of they made fun of Jake Gyllenhaal as an action hero, and I was like, why? It, he, it's just as believable. As, I would have made more fun of him not being Persian. Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're going with realistic or not realistic, I'd be like, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, just really tan. Is he the Prince of Persia? <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry, he's just covered in sand. We can wipe all of yeah, that exactly. Off of Similarly, uh, that gave us uh, Gemma Arterton. Uh, who is English? That's right. And she plays the love interest. Oh no! Yeah, it's just she, and and that what a waste of two talents, right? Those are two immensely talented actors. Yeah, I think so. that in Hollywood that's called slumming. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> that, uh... There was uh, what, oh, what's his name? Um, Timothy Oliphant mm -hmm. did it, an interview recently where somebody asked him about he had run into money troubles, and I, I don't remember exactly what it was—a sick family member or something—and. Uh, and he had done a few successful projects, but he needed money and he needed it now. And he was telling the story and he's like, that's how you end up, you know, on on a street in Prague filming Hitman. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and he just he just let loose on his own. Movie. I mean, again, speaking of this, like there was some uh, 
some show in the UK that was asking Bob Hoskins. They were like, what's your biggest regret? Can you do it? And and I, I want your English accent doing this. I know. Uh, well, I could do my Hoskins back at you like that. <laughs> there you go. Um, right. But so, so they were asking him and it was like three questions about like regret or like having a time machine and going back and changing something. And for all three of his answers was Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> like nice. each time with Super Mario Brothers, and you just figure like one of those producers out there somewhere is going, "Hey, <laughs> we, we wanted something juicier out of this." That was my life's work. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. That movie. producer, yeah, that producer. President Goomba. Uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> the least successful. You're going off of box office box numbers, office right? numbers. Yes, okay. box office numbers. Okay. So that we're talking theatrical release. So I'm not right. talking about red box releases like whatever the Uwe Boll ones right. have been, but. Uh, yeah, actual um, box office releases. So I'm going to give you number five and number four. Blood Rain. Uwe Boll, is, you said. is the worst? It, no, that's number five. Oh, that's the fifth oh, and worst. Number one, number, Good enough to get a sequel. Number three one point, is the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> 3.7 million for Blood Rain and oh, then God. Double Dragon. Back oh, in that was going to be my dragon. first one. I have it listed right here. Oh, okay, all right. 2. I've had to review million. that movie for uh, uh, our old podcast punishment review. Oh, nice. <laughs> Somebody gave me that one. Which, speaking of slumming, this was in this uh, Double Dragon. That was like this weird little spot where Alyssa Milano's career like had oh, taken no. back off again. Is that the Kiss of the Vampire? Yeah, I think, yes. I think this is like her softcore. <laughs> yeah, I think era. that was. Uh, yeah. I, I I saw that on uh, Daily Motion. I think uh, was the streaming service. <laughs> yes. When I was when I was seventeen years old, I think it was a big hit on Daily Motion. It's a it's a vampire movie, Mom. I promise, it's not anything bad. Um, yeah, and she, for some reason Alyssa Milano was in it. I was going to put Double Dragon as number one. So if it's four, yeah. The, so those actually made. Seven digits, right? Dear uh, God. Tekken made less than a million. It was, yeah, that was released in theaters. Tekken was released. So that's released. number three? Um, yeah, that was the third worst. Uh, oh, Tekken geez. was released in 2010. Then Far Cry, you said that was another yes, Uwe Bowl. That's another Uwe Bowl. Uh, $743,000 <laughs> in the box office. Okay. And number one, Postal. Wow. Really? One hundred and forty-six thousand dollars at the U.S. or the sorry, worldwide box office. Ooh. Uh, Dave Foley from uh, Kids in the Hall is in that. Well, is in Postal. I love having a walking movie encyclopedia on the show. <laughs> He's sitting, but you know, well, fine. yeah, whatever. I mean, I'll get up and walk if you really want. Get up and walk, dance, monkey. monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Wow, yeah, forty in, in the in the last twenty or sorry, yeah, twenty-three years has it been? Uh, 26 years, 40 movies released. Those are the best and worst. Uh, there are seven more with I'm release curious. dates coming out. And, and three of the five. Six more after that still planned. And three of the five you mentioned are Uwe Boom. I'm films. curious if go. the total box office numbers from all of those video game movies would reach Avengers Endgame. Mm, yes. <laughs> no, uh, it would be close. It would actually be close. I wonder. So, I Dang, now I want to do close. the math on that. Uh, it certainly would not reach uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Right, combined. Together. Yeah, for sure. So why is it, now that we're, uh, what is it, 20 minutes into the show, why is it that these movies suck so bad? Uh, this is a question that keeps nobody up at night uh, except for producers at Capcom, which probably no longer exists. <laughs> it, it has kept me up at night for the last two nights after you 
you sent it to me. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about this. I, I've, really. been think, I've been thinking a little about this. <laughs> and so... I think that one thing that's interesting to me is that, and again, speaking with of Super Mario Brothers and then of something like Double Dragon, like let's take Double Dragon, for example, okay? The actual game itself of Double Dragon is just like, it's two brothers or something, yeah, right? Yeah. And there's like two guys. <laughs> In one, a time. One has a chain. And that's literally it. And then there's bad guys and you guys are like kind of karate guys and you don't have sleeves and then you just have streets and you go around and you fight and sometimes he whips the chain, and then if occasionally there's like a, a girl figure that you save, and that, that's it, right? It doesn't really mm-hmm. right. get much further than that. And in the movie, it's like, the year's 1999, and at Los Angeles has been overrun with toxic waste. It's like, they immediately jump to this insane level of detail that some writer came up with, right. and you go, were they starting with, hey, we have the rights to this video game? Or did they get... 80% of the way through. Ooh, and you know, this should be a Double Dragon yeah. movie. Guess what we just got the rights to, you guys? Double, double Dragon. dragon. <laughs> Kids love Slap that Slap it on. My dumbass son won't stop playing it. Let's throw that on. Right. And mm-hmm. so there is this question of like, is that what happens? Right. Well, I mean, that happens now with movies that end up in the like the Cloverfield franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's right. like, yeah, this is a great movie, yeah, but paradox. nobody's going to see it. Yeah. Uh, so Cloverfield Paradox is fantastic. Somebody just wakes jj abrams up and he like, rolls hey, over and he's i got like, an idea yeah just let me get my stamp with my signature on it we'll do that. <laughs> notary i need a notary yeah. <laughs> exactly just so in. so I, I suppose that's a possibility yeah. i think uh, i've actually been thinking quite a bit about it too and i think it gets to the point of it's a different storytelling telling medium right yeah so when you're when you're playing a video game the purpose of the video game is to put the player in as the protagonist and so you get to kind of take a lot of shortcuts as far as your story storytelling because there's so much interaction you're worried about the task at hand and you're the one interacting with the game and the story but you don't have to build your settings and your backstory quite as in-depth as you do for a third-party audience who's going to empathize with the protagonist rather than be the actual protagonist right, in, right, right. in the story right and I think what happens is, you know, they get the rights to these video games and they think, oh, Warcraft or World of Warcraft made a, made a ton of money. It has a built in audience. This is a guarantee win. We'll just do our thing and they'll fan service that thing like crazy. Right. But it doesn't have a broader appeal because they can't actually get into decent storytelling well okay so i want to throw an idea out there uh and that is that newer video game movies uh, or I, I should say it this way movies based on newer video games have less excuse right okay so storytelling wise here's let me let me we're all sitting in a producer's room or at a conference table and i'm standing up giving you a presentation and and here's my pitch okay so you got this guy He's a plumber. He's an Italian plumber. He's got mm. a mustache. He's a little bit chubby. Okay. Um, and uh, and he's going to take on the king of the Goombas. Sorry, good question in the back. What's <laughs> yeah. a, uh, a Goomba? Uh, oh, Goomba. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a little thing that looks like the tip of a penis, and you jump on it, and it and it goes away. This is a game for kids. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm st- now I'm back. Okay. So 
<laughs> so he he fights the Goombas. He 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 jumps mm. on the Goombas. Oh, and there's Koopas too. They look like turtles, but they'll actually uh, they bite you to death. And you, you came up with all these names, Craig? Yes, correct. Okay, great. Uh, and in, so, in the car on your way correct. here. So you, why you, is he a plumber? Well, he's a plumber because he... he goes through pipes. Okay. Uh, why are, and pipe, they, giant giant pipes. And these are pipes. So these are so the the Koopas and Goombas like regular animals. <laughs> correct. And these are the pipes that our little plumber. Mm. Yes, 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 correct. Okay, okay. Uh, so I'm we, back. All right. So we are. Uh, so we're with our plumber. He's an Italian plumber, um, it, and he's Italian because we we need him to have a mustache, and Italians have mustaches. Okay. okay. Um, but we're gonna make him Italian American because we don't want to push it too hard. Do the Koopas right? also have mustaches? Koopas, uh, no, uh, undecided. Are they, are they Italian? We're gonna leave that. Koopas? Look, we got to leave a little bit of room for the uh, for artists. the artists to work on this, okay. right? Okay. Anyway, okay. And then he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight King Koopa. You have your stack of napkins. You've made all your drawings on that you're passing around the boardroom table. So I my so my this point, is the Goomba. My yeah. point is Mar Mario is a delightful work Completely of imagination, yeah, and, yes. but it's it's bonkers. It's bananas. And you can say this about all sorts of things. Donkey Kong, completely weird. There's mm -hmm. there's nothing. Pac Man. This, I, I was thinking about this too, and actually, you think about. There is something really magical in some of those uh, early games too, like the Mario games, because you had other things like like Castlevania or Kid Icarus, where it was like at least thematically everything made sense. Where you're right. like, oh, it's Kid Icarus, and then the right. columns look like Roman columns, and so it all makes right. sense. And then you get to Super Mario, and you're like, I don't, I don't know what right. they and were I, thinking. Something got lost in translation here. <laughs> and I think that's what I was trying to say is like. The premise doesn't matter because the interactivity is what makes it fun. Right, right, right. But I guess, and my point is, you get to games further down the road. You're talking about something like Far Cry. If Uwe Boll is going to make a, a Far Cry movie, he has less excuse because there is so a story much. there. Mm -hmm. There's there's lore, there's story for him right. to dip into. It should he decide to do so. Anyway, so does that make sense yeah right? totally oh yeah no i'm getting I, I'm, yeah. I i just i just finished a game earlier this year maybe uh, yeah i think it was earlier this year it was a game from a few years ago horizon zero dawn and uh, i i won't go through what the game is about it doesn't really matter the point is that it's about a 40 hour game it's not too terribly long 30 40 hours and by the time you get to the end of it you are just wrung out it's got such a story to it. Right. It's got a lot of great twists and turns, and uh, but it's it is combat focused and it's survival focused, and so it's you know there's slogging and combat portions of it, and you know stuff that you just cut that crap out. You got a great movie. Yeah. So yeah. so can I? I'm gonna put on my super nerdy cap for a minute here, because what I do for a living, one of the one of the things I help create curriculum with, uh, is actually teaching video game design. Nice. And one thing that I realized over time with that is that writing video game storylines is really, it's quantum storytelling, right? There, it is not linear. It is, it is, there are layers upon layers upon layers. So for an example, if you were to, and, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm stealing, I'm partially stealing a, a bit from uh, Richard Linklater uh, uh, from his cameo in the movie Slackers. Oh, excellent! Uh, but 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 what uh, uh, the idea is is if you were to make a video game of The Wizard of Oz, and you get to the scene where the Scarecrow and Dorothy are standing at the crossroads where the yellow brick road goes in a bunch of different directions, right? To make that game, when they go, we could go north, or we could go east, or we could go south. 
you would have to create a pathway with a storyline for each one of those Mm -hmm. different roads, right? So if that is what happens first is multiple storylines through different quantum uh, storytelling uh, threads, then if you make a movie of it, how do you actually give it that sort of feel to it, that richness that a game has. And the only way that I could think to be able to actually do that is if you did something like Run Lola Run, where you have a character stop in a moment and then think of all the different possibilities that could go on and we get little snippets mm. of those different storylines before they make the decision of where they're going. Okay. Otherwise, it's not going to be entertaining for somebody who might love that game and put in 40 hours like you did. Right, right. So it- that's kind of like in my head, like you have to be able, which is why I think a great proxy for how to approach a video game movie would actually be something like Scott Pilgrim. I think that's the closest thing I've seen where I'm like, this is actually right. has the feel because it's supposed to, right? That's what the, right. the graphic novel had was to have the feel of, okay, now here's my next challenge. And do I do this or do I do this? And your character gets to make those choices. I've always thought in a similar vein, the greatest video game movie of all time has to be the matrix. Perfect example. Perfect right. example. Yeah. It, because there's, there is no leap to making that a video game. Yep. And all the rules already exist. Exactly. The, the, like, like more the physics and sets stuff. the rules up for us very, very uh, right. specifically and very concretely. So let me ask you this. If, if you were in the writer's room for a movie and it's going to be based on a video game, let, let me throw out an idea here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bring in a world-class dungeon master from Dungeons and Dragons and we're going to create uh, we're going to create a Dungeons and Dragons style uh, game in the world of video game X whatever it is doesn't really matter Uh, and then we're going to play it 10 times and see what the best story was that we came out with so it's you were reminding me of this when you're talking about the the quantum storytelling because that's essentially Dungeons and Dragons. It totally is. You've got all these different options, but the Dungeon Master lets you, it gives you the freedom to make certain choices, but then once you make them, you're locked in and we're going to continue on. Yes. So you could play the same campaign 10 times and get 10 wildly different results. Right. uh, With varying levels of of tension and drama and comedy and all that. And so you could, you, you could write a video game movie that way. But, but, and this is the thing that I kept chewing on the last two days, is that I think the reason why so many of these are uh, movies are, are poor is actually why I think in a lot of ways, historically, uh, a lot of comic book movies also failed, is I think that Hollywood for a really long time was stuck in this cycle of thinking about lowbrow art and highbrow art. And I think the idea of having, of, of just taking whole cloth stories from what they probably consider to be lowbrow art, rather than having their screenwriters mm-hmm. come in and say, eh, like uh, for years, I wanted them to make an X-Men movie about the Siege Perilous. I think the Siege Perilous storyline arc is one of the best storyline arcs of the X-Men movie, of the X-Men books ever. And they never did it, and every and they would they would come up with their own stupid ideas that I'm like, that's not in any of these books. Like none of this stuff is in there. And they're just like, well, that's our that we we own the rights, and so we got our writers in here to do this. The the big right. the highbrow writers, yeah, uh, totally. I mean, and even who, who look at it and they're like, I'm not going to put any effort into this. I mean, even dude, even Ragnarok, it's like, okay, they took a couple of interesting visuals from Planet Hulk, but if they would have just done the Planet Hulk storyline. 
The Planet Hulk storyline is amazing and it's so interesting and weird and it would have been such a cool uh, uh, character arc for both Hulk and for Thor. But instead they were like, no, we just like him in his battle outfit and we'll put him on this planet <laughs> with Jeff Goldblum. Fun, right. fun fact. Uh, Craig's Secrets, right? Wasn't that uh, yes. on the Deep Dive Film School yes. video that you produced? Uh, Craig's Secret here. I only thought Ragnarok was okay. All right, moving on. Kyle. <laughs> Hang on just a second. Before, yeah. we, before we move on, I had a thought while you guys were talking about um, why it's hard to adapt a video game story into a movie. And I, I think it's actually in a similar vein when you know people will always say you know the book is better than the movie mm. because it's the medium in which you're telling the story when you read a book you have the ability to get into a character's mind you can hear their inner mono or their inner dialogue what they're thinking when you're reading something on the page yeah, and it doesn't feel like exposition the same exactly way. yeah and you have limitations when you move that story onto the screen because you either have to do some lame-ass voiceover or you have you know however you're trying to portray that but what you were saying about Scott Pilgrim and uh, and also about the the ability to make choices in a video game, I think is a similar limitation that you're running into when you translate those stories onto the screen because you don't have the same ability to again interact with the story or you're you're putting up some sort of wall in a similar way when you translate a protagonist's inner thoughts onto the screen, you can't do that as well. And I feel like it's a similar shift. It's yeah. different, but it's more distinct in video games moving to the silver screen than books. But I feel like it's a similar transition. It is a similar trend. Well, and if you think about the idea that there is a certain um, bandwidth of quality in video games to frustration, frustration feels really good, mm -hmm. but you don't want to feel that in a movie. We don't want to watch a character spend 20 minutes trying to open a damn door, right? But if you are the one trying to open it, you're like, I can't get this Unless door. There's, there's, a, the there's a great moment in The Last of Us, one of the greatest, oh, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest stories in any video game. Yeah, uh, I think it gives anybody... me, makes my skin crawl. Oh yeah, but yeah. There's, there's a scene where uh, and I'm not giving anything away. Don't worry if you haven't played it. You have to sneak through the basement of mm -hmm. some, it's like a lab or something. There's all these zombies and it probably, yeah, it took me 20, 30 tries to get through it until I knew exactly which path I needed to take. And, you but know. if you're watching Tom Cruise, just, just, <laughs> just take sneak. 20 minutes trying to sneak past zombies, you'd be like, I hate <laughs> this movie so much. <laughs> this is so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, is, Kyle, have you said your piece? You feel I said my piece. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. No, I, I, <laughs> that was literally, that was literally the question we're here to answer yep. is why they suck. So just doing my civic duty, sir. You know what? Another reason why they like, well, and I don't, okay. So like, obviously Paul W.S. Anderson loves Resident Evil. Obviously he does. Right. Well, and, and his wife. Right, and Who, he loves his wife. Well, he wants to keep employed. Yeah, exactly, as, right. as one one does. Um, but, so, I mean, they've made, like, what, five of those movies? Yeah, five yeah, or six. Five, five or yeah. six. And the thing is, is, like, I remember being obsessed with the probably the first three Resident Evil games. Mm -hmm. I love, love, loved when they came out. I'm a huge horror hound, um, and I... Just got really, really into I, these. I just chose to hear whorehound, by the way. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge whorehound. <laughs> Not even sure. Like, isn't that the candy? Whorehound? Isn't that? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, there is no linkage other than like a handful of really corny images between the two. 
Right. Like the storyline of the, the of the movies is completely different than the like. Okay, they you have get the umbrella, umbrella corp, and, but that's like it, right? I mean, yeah. and 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 everything takes place in these old gothic mansions in uh, the original uh, games, and in this, you're all in these like futuristic laboratories. Like it's all the things that I loved about the games. None of it is in any of those movies, and I'm like, well, he loved something about it, and I don't, but I can't tell. It's not the thing that I loved about it. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why, and maybe I'm jumping around a little bit, one one uh, video game movie that I love uh, or I deeply enjoy, even though it's really bad, uh, is The Silent Hill. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Be, because it's just fun to look at and they get enough of the stuff right in terms of the storylines of like, you're you're are you talking about the first one or the whole both of them the um, franchise more the first one i think revelations has some moments in it for sure yeah. but the first one definitely has this like and your your adopted daughter has a twin and she might live in this town where the the underground is on still on fire and like it's just as weird as the actual storyline in the games are right. and the imagery is dead on which i thought mm -hmm. like that's pretty cool um i really actually like that even though like i it is it's not a good movie. Yeah. I know this. It's not a good movie, but I've watched it many times. Speaking of which, I think at this point, I, I, we're probably coming up on the end of our time here. Uh, we should probably talk about what, not not what are good video game movies, but what are our favorite video game movies, okay? As I said earlier, this is a very different question. And for instance, next next year or in 2021, yeah, I think it's 2021. We are getting another Mortal Kombat movie. And, really? And it has sparked a mini wave of nostalgia for the original Mortal Kombat movie. Everybody knows... A that, ripple? That, yeah, exactly. I really want a gong effect right now. Mortal Kombat! Just, yeah, yeah. We're right. just here Christopher Lambert mangle some of his lines. <laughs> has there ever been... A worse good actor ever than Christopher Lambert. Yeah. God, he's so good. He doesn't have to say anything. He shows up and he looks like a dog that's been bred too many times. <laughs> like he just like he's like kind of cross-eyed and looking into the middle distance, yeah. and he just he looks like he's not sure if he's on a movie set or not. Like it's so good. I love it so, so much. And, and this is part of the reason why. First of all, Highlander is amazing, but yes. also Mortal Kombat is uh, in my mind. An intensely enjoyable comic or video game movie experience. Mm, yeah, uh, it it's terrible. It the acting is awful. The writing is worse. Well, Everything because, about it is awful. And and yet and yet, it's pretty fun to watch. Well, what what's the plot of the video game Mortal Kombat? You fight other people. Yeah, I don't. That's all I know. This guy's cool. He's got sunglasses. That guy's got four arms. Like that's literally there's no <laughs> and fight and fight. Yep, yeah, exactly. What he, say? he says something at the first when when Raiden tries to recruit everybody, and he says something about like, uh, what's the what's the guy's name? Um, I love that you're about to I do a call verbatim him quote. Khan, but it's not Shere Khan. No, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> I don't remember the, anyone. You know I'm Somebody Shere Khan the there. leopard from uh, yeah. uh, Shang Tsung. No, Shang Tsung. Yeah, is that his name? I think that's right. Wow. That sounds right. Basically, like. It was like this is the one thousandth Mortal Kombat tournament, and if they win, then they take over the world. Right. <laughs> You're so, like, that is all you need to know. It's, it's like it's like best of seven, but like best <laughs> yeah. of a thousand, and they've got us. So you know, if they if they shake out rock, 
then so we're gonna get billy madison's so third grade yeah. teacher oh my god so you're like 999th and you're like you guys we should get together and talk about what we're gonna do because if they get this next one they're gonna rule the universe he's got sunglasses <laughs> chat. yeah she she seems good she's in a tank top yeah we'll, we'll bring her <laughs> Uh, See that guy? He just froze somebody. I don't he, know. And he grew up in a monastery, so he can definitely kick some ass. <laughs> Bring him on. Uh, speaking of which, similarly, uh, the Street Fighter movie. Yes. Same game, yes. different characters. John claude Van Damme. Same movie. Again, different poor, actors. Poor Raul Julia. The last movie he made before he died. Was it really? Yes. Oh, no. no. Yes. Did it come out before he died? Did, I, he, did he get to see it? I think it like I think. <laughs> did uh, you know? Did he just like direct it and then that killed him and I he think, never got to see it go through editing? I have a feeling that he. I feel. I have a feeling that it was kind of like it was like the Star Wars thing. Like he was in it and had no idea what it was, and like, and then and then after he died, it's like a whole, there's a whole generation of people that only know him as as being in uh, Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. <laughs> Who was oh. he in Street Fighter? He was the uh, was he the big bad? Yeah, he was yeah, uh, M. Bison. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. Thank you. All right. I'm like whatever. Whatever the guy I, that seems sort of like a Nazi. I can barely picture him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, He's sort of Nazi-ish looking. Right. But that one's that one is uh, that one's pretty. In my mind, I remember it as being pretty entertaining. In part mm -hmm. because. They go to the trouble, much like in Mortal Kombat, six. of yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go to the trouble of putting the you moves in better. there. You're yeah, like, yeah. Bison spins and he he punches you and he spins through the air, and so they just like put that on camera. Oh, yeah, God, sure. yeah. cool. Awesome. Oh man. No, but what what do you guys uh, enjoy watching in the video game realm? I uh, it's not a good movie, but I thoroughly enjoy Warcraft. Of course, I'm you a do. big Warcraft fan. I love just it's it's kind of you're, like what you're, you're saying fan, about Silent your Hill. Your fan got nice and serviced. Yeah, it's like yeah. what you're saying about Silent Hill. It was like this is not good, but it is pretty to look at until about three quarters of the way through when you can tell when the budget ran out. The budget ran out, and you're like, ah, <laughs> uh -uh, that golem thing. That is low so budget. Just a bunch of like unrendered, unrendered pixels. Basically, like, like, like it feels all that of a sudden this very realistic ogre looks like one of the creepers from Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> just like, hang on a minute. Um, that can't be good. My latency, I'm, I'm yeah. lagging behind. <laughs> Minecraft scheduled for 2022. Oh. See, and this this is the thing. Like, I don't like even with uh, Warcraft. It's like it's an open. It's like an open world game that like you you can do quests and challenges in but you're like there isn't any like arc of of story like and so that's sort of like duncan jones is like yeah we're all we're all the same like we're all like orcs and humans like <laughs> we're all the same and you're like you mean we're all saw, playing on our pcs at i think home? i, is I that the can, can we just do can we just do remember the titans but with orcs can we do that? Oh my god! Well, it'd just be bright, right? Isn't that what you're just talking <laughs> yeah, about? There you go. So bright is basically just alien nation, but with orcs, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh my good uh, heavens! Um, since I already mentioned uh, that, I really do that. That my answer to that question is Silent Hill. I I do want to say that the other thing that uh, I did get thinking about that sort of, uh, I guess I'm I'm doing the salmon swim back upstream sweet as i started thinking about bad uh video games that are based on movies bad video games that are based on movies. oh okay yeah all right oh like uh the, the... strike that reverse it yep. yeah exactly <laughs> that whole thing so yeah. obviously you know there's uh uh probably the best one that i found on the list was <laughs> after the movie of street fighter came out 
they made a game of the movie. No. <laughs> so if Did this isn't really? a nesting box of insanity, <laughs> we're talking about Street Fighter, the movie, the game. So it's like a Russian doll, but it's but it's like a Belgian doll. Yeah. It's, no. Well, it's a it's it's just boxes that are painted to look like a doll. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So uh, uh, so that's one where it's like so the actual characters look like so you have a Jean Claude Van Damme. And you're now playing him. Wow. Yeah. But the one that I... In in that case, I'm sorry. If if that's going to be the case, then I think it was in 2009, the Legend of Chun-Li came out. Oh. It was a a Chun-Li movie starring Kristen Crook. Okay. I want to play. I want her to be a playable character. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Kyle's shaking. <laughs> I always had. I think, the, mo- crush on I think her. the moves are very different in your game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm go to wrap on my mind part. around this whole like the novelization of the motion picture based on the book. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You're like you're like okay. So somebody wrote Close Encounters and then they made a movie and then they made a novelization based on the screenplay. Based on the screenplay that was based on the book. <laughs> Here's the best one though. Okay. You guys know about the game of E.T., right? No. So. Well, you were born in like, uh, what was it, 1943? Or... <laughs> 1944. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we weren't around for all so, this. So, no, this is, the, this is really interesting. So, when E.T. came out, obviously it was like the biggest thing on the planet, right? Sure. And the year, uh, I guess, t- two years before... They had done uh, Indiana Jones, uh, Raiders, the Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, movie, and this guy had made a video game of it, and Spielberg played it and was like, it's like I've just watched a movie. That, that was amazing, right? And of course, this is like, <laughs> like on the 8-bit, on the, like yeah. beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, right? So it's like <laughs> almost looks like Pong. Um, and and so uh, he commissions uh, this same guy, I want you, and this is through Atari, I want you to make the E.T. game, right? Well... By the time the licensing and everything went through, he had like five months to make this game. And so he made this game, he made the E.T. game, and in it, you're this little, you know, there's no animation, you're just this little like set of pixels that kind of looks like the outline of a turd, and it's moving around (laughs) through a field, and you go into these holes and collect parts of your phone so you can phone home. And so you got to get all these little parts of your phone, and then eventually you can phone home. So... Needless to say, it bombs. And not kind of bombs, but they actually point to the E.T. game as possibly being what ended Atari in the 80s. Really? Ooh, okay. Wow. It is like it cost them so much money. And here is this is this is true. Uh it caused the video game industry to crash in 1983. It's so bad that Atari buried, this is true, 12 million unsold et game cartridges in the almagor almagordo desert of new mexico and no. covered it with cement <laughs> no way you can go to the desert to this day and like people there's you can find photos online people are like finding like like discarded crushed cartridges of the et Dude, game i'm so happy that this is a thing because yeah. after nuclear fallout and like four thousand years some civilization is going to discover E.T. game 
and base our and, well, whole and they're going to think they're going to think they're, they're going to think this civilization was so devoted to whatever this thing was <laughs> with its glowing that, finger that they they <laughs> buried an entire cache of it can you imagine if this is what they buried how many did they have because once they in start the world shipping away at it they're finding millions of these cartridges <laughs> millions <laughs> and millions of these cartridges uh, so yeah so and, and literally it ended the dude's career like the guy who made the game um he like i think he got fired i mean of course he got fired but but uh never made another game ended up like going back to school became a therapist and does uh trainings about failure no way yeah so he does huh. all these like work through things That's he's awesome. written books about failure and, and like, this how was to my TED talk. And, thanks like, for coming to my TED talk. yeah yeah so there are 12 million copies of the et game buried underneath 12 concrete. million i thought you said twelve thousand. That's a different number. Twelve million. Twelve million, 12 million 12 copies. Million that's what it says. ETs. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's correct or not, but there is enough that they had to they had to put concrete over it. That is so awesome. I yeah. can't even stand it. So anyway, I just that that's my that's my little All nugget right. for you. I you know, I think that's a good one to leave it on. <laughs> yeah. I that they say get out on a high note. So <laughs> let's end it there, Kyle. What do you say? I'm down. Okay. Well, uh Kyle, thank you for coming in. Adam Sherlock. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Deep Dive Film School. Check it out on YouTube. Check it out everywhere fine podcasts are distributed. And uh, you can hear me on episode something or other. We were talking about sci-fi movies. Yes, uh, Uh, I think uh, you're on the 101 sci-fi tropes. Okay, there you go, sci-fi tropes. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening to this. If you enjoy what we do, please consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. Patreon.com slash legendarium is where you can go support the show. Also, make sure you join the conversation at Reddit, on Discord, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere. Uh, Unfortunately, we are everywhere. It's a lot to keep track of. (laughs) Let's be honest. Uh, But I did get... Take us out to the New Mexico desert. Bury us in concrete. (laughs) I I thought you were going to stop it. Take us out to the desert. Uh, You take yourself out to the desert. Just just that. What you do in the desert on your own time. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. We'll talk to you then. Are you like right underneath Hill Air Force Base? Yeah. That's the one downside, huh? Yeah. You're like, that's the ambient soundtrack to my show. (laughs) We're just, you know, sponsored by Top Gun. That's right. Yeah, it's just constant. Every time a jet goes over, we all have to stop recording. Put our hands over our hearts. (laughs) He buzzed the tower. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, they're making another one. I know, I saw that. I, I'm like one of the biggest Top Gun fans on the planet, and even I'm like, I'm like excited about it because Top Gun, but also like, are you going to ruin this for me? You're probably going to ruin this for me. It gives me the same kind of cringe as like an adult rapping does, like seeing yeah. like a parent like <laughs> uh-huh. a ripper rip rap, and you're like, ooh, please like, stop. No, it's like mm-mm. seeing him all kind of old and like, I'm, I'm, I'm still maverick. You're yeah. like, ooh, dude, don't do no. that. No, you're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to see that.